Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. As well as the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. This live episode of Steel Wars is also available to watch in full at youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars. The direct link is in this podcast show notes. This episode also features adult language and themes. If you're around sensitive ears, move along. This is not the Steel Wars episode you are looking for. There are, however, tons of family-friendly episodes available on iTunes, steelwars.com, youtube.com or wherever good podcasts or bad are downloaded hey you guys welcome to steel wars i'm comedian steel saunders and i do love star wars and we are here for our final Live podcast in, and that's all we've got time for, you guys. Just settle. Heckler's at the back. All right, Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) One of the best heckles I've ever had. I have to say that is that is good. I um just just for the time being, I will come back and find a uh, out of the way as possible. City location to record in, so don't worry. Don't worry about that. I, you've got your feet on the stage here. This is this is where I perform my art, and you know, and you just rightly so are treating it like crap. But um, what are you going to do? Now, one of my uh, favorite things to do in life is to torment people that won't stop tweeting me about how they don't like a movie. It's really fun. And it passes the time. But I feel like I need to get out of it now. I need to stop because I've met my match. Because someone last night gave me one of the most disturbing reasons to not like The Force Awakens. Buckle in. I did not like hashtag The Force Awakens. Why? I love my mother. She is a great woman. She taught me many things about life that helps me to be a better person. She's almost 60 now. If a younger woman came along (laughs) looking like her, acting like her, and dressing up like her, that would be weird. (laughs) Do you know the one thing weirder than that happening? Is thinking a movie is dressing up as your mother. That's what Twitter's all about. So, I, if J.J. Abrams came to my house dressed as my mum, I'd just be happy to see J.J. Abrams, okay? So, 
it would be fine. I wouldn't question his cosplay. It's his time to uh, express himself and we should just embrace him. But uh, as far as reasons to not like a film go, the fear that it is dressing up as your mother is up there. So uh, take that. Uh, let's bring up our guests and we will talk a bit of Star Wars. Our toes are going to touch on stage. <laughs> no, I just like being an idiot. That's all right. <laughs> I'm happy to have feet on the stage, but uh, I feel like we're going to have a force bond after this and our toes can communicate through time and space. Yeah, that they are very nice toes, actually. Um, congratulations. You've looks like you've got ten of them under there and I'm sure you all have a great time. So why am I talking about... Jude's toes in the first row. Who knows? It is. This is what happens when you cram an entire comedy festival into four days, okay? <laughs> Something's going to give. But we're going to bring up our, uh, our two pals to talk about some Star Wars, uh, one of which you would remember from one of our live shows and another one you would probably know from his many torrid appearances on I Love Green Guide Letters. And he just... Weeped with joy that I uh, described him as torrid. But please welcome my friends and Star Wars fans, Kyron Wheatley and Reese Nicholson. Yay! Hello. W would you say that I'm the most edited out guest of Green Guards? Do you reckon? No, that would be me. Uh, <laughs> no, that would be uh, Lawrence Moody. Oh, of course. Yes. Technically, he's never appeared. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just talking to Reese. I haven't seen Reese um, for a few months out the back, and he started talking. Whoa! About <laughs> he started talking about something uh, backstage, and I just said to him, "said Oh, you're more of a nighttime friend." Yeah. <laughs> Your conversation's yeah. not that too. Which is why you've brought us to a dance club. It's definitely smells dance like club. one. Who calls um, dance clubs? Me, apparently. Yeah. I don't... Um, Didn't you used to be a disc jockey on the yeah, radio? disc no. jockey, went to the discotheques. It was great fun. Yeah, appara apparently now. it gets pumping down here at night, so... Yeah. We can, we can meet up later It's an absolute fucking fire hazard. Um, <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever done a podcast that wasn't in a fire hazard situation? That's true, that's true. Most of them in my own home. Yeah. I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> this smells like our house. Um... I don't know what I meant by that. Mm, it's daytime. Either. What am I doing here? I don't either. I, I'm interested. I'm not sure if you heard uh, the reason for uh, not liking the movie that it, he was worried it was the mother thing. Yeah. What, have you ever had like a very weird reason someone didn't like one of your shows, Reese? Um, no, they all seemed pretty, um, like pretty yeah, good, I don't, I don't pretty like good them reasons. For normal reasons. Yeah. Uh. No, I I think no. The weirdest ones with uh, I think someone. This isn't really not liking it, but they came and sat in the front row thinking they were seeing Fiona O'Loughlin. They'd come into the wrong room. <laughs> and it wasn't until 10 minutes in they were walking out. Like, what do they think for the first 10 minutes? Like, like, as soon as I walk out, you should go, oh, this is wrong, and get up and walk out. But no, look, she's had some weird work done. Like, like I can't... <laughs> how this coma really changed her mind. How um, did you find out that they thought it was Fiona O'Loughlin? They said, um, oh, we thought this was Fiona O'Loughlin. Asked and answered. Yep. Uh, and I, could, yeah, and then I, I berated them for the next 10 minutes. So they missed 20 minutes, but she was probably late anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into it. Kyron, what, what is your first memory of Star Wars, buddy? 
Uh, my first memory of Star Wars would be at um, my friend at the time, we would have been in maybe year five, he had the VHS box set that was Darth Vader, the Darth Vader box. Nice. Of VHS tapes. And it came in the, like the little packet sort of had a, there was really, it was a box set that kept all three tapes in. Yep. And the slip case was crooked, which yeah. I remember thinking, pretty futuristic. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's on an angle. Yeah, that's, it's, it's so <laughs> What is that, a rhombus? Um, <laughs> I don't know, what's the, anyways. Yeah, that was it. That was, um, and not knowing what it was, I guess, but it being so like on display, it was like sort of being featured, I guess, and being like, what is this special thing? Uh and then watching them, loving them, and um, then I think that my second memory, which is perhaps bigger, is playing Rogue Squadron on the N64. Nice. So, so getting into the game side of it. So and you had that, that. I remember that one. You had to buy a little pellet or something to stick in your Nintendo to soup it up. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't allowed to own a Nintendo. We could only rent them during the holidays. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> So, I, I don't remember it. Maybe it came with it. We all had to own Sega. Yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, they were a Sega household, and they only drank Pepsi. <laughs> Drink. I was. I grew up. I grew up Nintendo. I, I, I didn't like. I bought a Sega no. when I, but like I was always because um, we grew up quite poor, uh, so we'd always buy things like four years after. Like we had a Windows ninety five in like two thousand and one. Like always were like a few years, but I had a Sega that I bought from a flea market, and I thought. But I think I was like I was pre retro. Like it was cool to have a Sega. My friends were like, "That's pretty cool." They all had like PS twos and stuff. But nah, four years is kind of sad. Eight years. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. And then yeah. you hipstified. That's um, like when they cancelled um, the Polaroid camera. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, it's just going to be cancelled for eight months, and then get retroed, and then I yeah. Inku's going to sell it for three hundred bucks." Yeah. We have one. Yeah, that's why I'm going to st- I'm going to start collecting podcasts now for an eight years when no one's listening to them anymore. <laughs> hey, podcasts are forever. They're you keep them in pods. Po- podcasts are literally the cockroaches of entertainment. <laughs> The idea stop. of an alien finding like an iPod floating in space and just listening and just going, oh god, oh, <laughs> oh, they thought this was entertainment. Um, we, were talk- we were talking the other day about podcasts and how like te- some television shows they're like, oh, you've got to get through the first two episodes, but then it gets really good. I think podcasts are like a hundred hours in, it's really solid. Yeah, if you can just give hundred hours of your life <laughs> over to this thing, but you need to watch, you need to listen to the first hundred hours to yep. understand anything that's said after them. <laughs> Either that or you're just in so deep that you can't give it up and you're just stuck. <laughs> it's like heroin. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow it makes less money. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you exactly yeah, how. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so what do you remember from that first VHS viewing? A lot of lines across the stream. Oh, the soundtrack, I think. Hmm. I think that sticks in my mind the most. Okay. Weirdly. It's, an, it's incredible. It's one of the best soundtracks of all time. That opening song is genius. We went to go see it live with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra the other day. Oh, yeah. you yeah. were going to or you did? No, we, we did. did. So oh, how was that? It was amazing. And it was also really great when... Anyone like, else see it? Anyone else go there? Anyone else yeah. go? Yeah, it was incredible. It was really great. Um, like, I'd, I'd never seen them with an audience before. So, like, you know, when, ah. when, like, when Carrie Fisher comes out for the first... There was, like, there was a noise when everyone went, ah. Oh. Like, it was yeah. very... It was. Those types of movies that you've never seen with an audience before is really fun. 
It was weird. I remember seeing when the Star Wars special editions came out in the late 90s and it was sort of like the internet was just just getting going, you guys. Yeah. Mm. So everything hadn't been catalogued as yet. Yeah. yeah. Like through like no list, like through listicles and stuff like that. So sometimes there was weird things in the movies that you hadn't realised as yet. And and one of them, just when you say about watching it with a crowd, in Return of the Jedi, um, Darth Vader says to the Emperor, um, you know, my son is on the moon. <laughs> I have felt him. And then everyone just starts laughing in the cinema or half the people. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that is, that is pretty funny, funny. when you yeah. think about it. <laughs> and then the Emperor goes, strange that I have not. And it's just like... Yes, what? gold. <laughs> so we a few years ago went to go see Jurassic Park in, with a like in a big audience. Um, that's how words work, right? And um, it was weird. Same thing. You didn't realize how funny it was. Like there's a sh- there's a long shot of Jeff Goldblum when he's injured with no shirt on and he's covered in grease and it's a slow pen out. And I think when the movie came out, people were like, "Whoa, Jeff Goldblum! He's a complicated genius with nice arms." Uh, but watching it now was like. Oh, this is fucked. I don't like this at all. <laughs> and there's a bit where one of the kids says, Wow, an interactive CD-ROM. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and that got like a clap in the audience. We were like, this hasn't dated well. But that ride, when they're on the seats and they're watching like the, the Mr. Nucleus guy going, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did this to dinosaurs. It's like, dude, <laughs> that's you got, the whole movie. <laughs> you got dinosaurs in the back paddock. Let's yeah. just, let's just cut, cut to, to the, the dinosaurs. Yeah, no entree, bro. <laughs> yeah. Straight to the main meal. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the big dinosaur eat the goat. Like, that's it. I don't yeah. want to know about sap. Another film with a great soundtrack. It's the same guy. Same guy, yeah, yeah obviously. He's in the hood. What about you, Reese? What's your first memory? We had VHSs that we had taped off TV yes. growing up, which are still around somewhere. I, have, I still have loads of VHSs. Um, and so if I ever I bought a... This a is like a Monty Python sketch where I was like, I had VHSs. Or, or we had VHSs that were taped off the TV, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it was, we um, had to act out Star Wars by ourselves. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> we, uh, and, but, so they still have those ads. Like, it's really great to watch those ads now um, from the, like, the mid to early 90s. And seeing, like, going, oh, my God, that's Kate Blanchett in, like, a Tim Tam ad and stuff. Like, there's all these famous people in them. And ads with... And there's still, they're still subliminal ads in those days. I, like, I saw... Only a few years ago. Because does anyone know when that you could be watching a TV show, especially on Channel 10, and there would be a flash of, like, a product up really quickly? No. No, I reckon. I reckon on some of the VHSs there was definitely something. I remember we had... Okay, am I losing my mind? Is this happening right now at all? Oh, you mean like on the television? Yeah. Like on a on network TV, yeah, subliminal they w- advertising. They could they'd flash like a thing Yeah, they'd throw up a thing for like half a second. It got banned uh, because it was like hitting... You'd, you'd get the ad and just not realise that you'd seen an ad. But I definitely think it was like mid-90s they banned it. It wasn't like in the 80s or anything. Can you do that like in an audio... Can you do that on a podcast? Like can I just be yeah. talking coke and just like yeah. people don't even know? Or Pepsi? just be like 8.15, show seminal. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> Nine o'clock, town hall tonight. And w- when I, uh, yeah. I really love Darth Vader. And Nando's. Nando's? Yeah. Oh, I'd love some Nando's. Right I just now. had some. I had to, I'm, I'm racking up all my um, Australian fast foods and it's, thank you. Yep. I love that you come from America to, to do taste food. Oh, what just happened in my brain, I wonder? <laughs> I think I genuinely, blood might be falling over my brain right now. Um, I've had a long day. Uh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up on that and you're going to snip this right out. <laughs> 
Not anymore. <laughs> if, some, if something my doctor said to me once. Um, uh, Kyron understands the art of editing a podcast yeah. perfectly. <laughs> if you want him to edit out, don't be funny. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> right, well, I'm doing a very good job of that so far. <laughs> all your edit requests have to be very dry. Very dry. Uh, and and what, what do you remember about, apart from the uh, crazy ads? I'm like, when we watched um, the Star Wars holiday special, do you know what that is? Yeah. It's like, the, yeah, the bizarre, like... I feel like I need to point out, I am a Star Wars fan. I'm just not like a hyper Star Like, I, I, I love Star Wars. I just don't know. Like, I couldn't name all, like, the, the minor characters. Yeah, but everyone stuff. that goes on this show is up against Steel. So... Yeah, exactly. It's fine. But sometimes I just fill in information yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, for the people listening at home. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That yeah. maybe are not as learned as yourself. Yeah. So, uh, it was a variety show that came out in 1978, and it's the worst thing that was ever made that had um, lightsabers <laughs> in it. And... The we, we did a commentary of it and the version we had still had all the ads in and it was oh no traumatizing because wow. it was in America and there was all these advertisements for like buy American like otherwise we'll lose our factory jobs yeah and there's like all these actors going you know we can't let the jobs go offshore and like when you watch the ad without any knowledge of how the world worked out you're just like you're a paranoid factory yeah. worker. Yeah. <laughs> Get back to your steel mill. Go on. Still never seen the holiday special. Yeah. It sounds great. <laughs> the report. You've really good. sold it to me. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you want to see Chewbacca's uncle watch porn, yeah. bang. I've heard all about it. Wow, I've that's exactly what I want. <laughs> I didn't know I wanted that until you told me. <laughs> Dying. I've been trying to think of a name for that fetish. Um, <laughs> Who's your favourite character, Karen? Um... Who's my favourite character? Um, I do like for every question how you wistfully look into the stage light. Yeah. <laughs> That's where my memories are. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I think Khan is probably my favourite character. It's just a classic. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I think I like the swagger and the sort of the, uh, sarcasm and the kind of whatever nature he had about the most incredible things that were happening ever. And he's just like, eh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, well, you got everything that w- with Reese except yeah. the swag a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I could crash a plane. Come on. <laughs> Let me crash a plane. Let me marry a very young woman. Um, I think you'd have better luck at crashing a plane than marrying yeah. <laughs> a very young woman, but... <laughs> Disappointed. Um, I think Princess Leia is racist. Uh, Princess Leia, yeah, mainly because I just really love Carrie Fisher in real life um, uh, and real death. Uh, but I, I think actually in the newer in the newer movies, I think uh, I like General Hux. I really like General Hux. What? It, it gives it gives me hope that I could be in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Bit of hucks about you, and I got like I could pull, I could pull off a cape, I reckon. And um, he had a cape on, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, a I kind know, of light one. Yeah, I don't know if he had. Was it a cape or was it a sweet trench, trench coat? coat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a yeah. As soon as I re- I think when you because we went when we went to go see the movie, you had seen it once, and and we went and I saw him and I leaned over and said I could be in a Star Wars movie now. <laughs> like he has exact yeah. he has the exact same bone structure as me, so it looks based, but also I thought you were talking about terrible acting. I could just be a bit <laughs> I could just be a bit camp, and I think Hux is like 
the one Star Wars character that would use ASOS the most? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just seems like he'd be doing a lot of online shopping. All trench coats are in. He'd have like a little pump bottle like right next to like the outside of his door so you can walk and try it. And he's, he probably works for them. Like he's... Like if when the star when the Death Star doesn't work out, he can just kind of oh no, what's the name of it in that in the in Star Killer base. Star Killer, just a bit of right click synonym going on there. Um, <laughs> what about um? Do you have like a do you have a, a rant in you like a a Hux esque like rant? Not on me. Um, but yeah, I reckon I could probably do it. I've been pretty horrible to you at times. Mm. Um, <laughs> mm. I reckon he could back up. I could definitely mm, mm. yeah. Yeah, I could definitely do it. What, what, what's his? When have you seen Reese the angriest? When someone he, tried to fucking blow up my Star Killer, I was mad. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck off, guys!" No, it's been it, ages on this. Just build it, man. Come on, it's bigger than the first one. Way bigger. Way bigger. No, it's it, it wasn't a Star Killer base. It was um, it was when I was in a I was doing something in a show that he and Zoe Coombs Ma were doing when I got married, and I was I had to be in shorts, and I asked. Why am I in shorts? Um, and then he exploded. Uh, let's give this more context. Um, <laughs> These yeah. shorts will take down the new republic! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, love about, I, I know but people didn't like the humour in, in the newer movies. I love it. I really love the... Like, especially in the recent bit where, they, where he's like... Um, uh, what's his name? Adam Driver is like shoot him, shoot him, and like they're shooting the shit out of Luke, and there's just a guy kind of terrifyingly rolling. Is it like you know the, the bit yeah. that I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I think they're the best. I think people really hated that, right? I think maybe there there was so much humor that I think on the first time people watched it, it maybe yeah. was a little bit jarring because that was one of the things I was like, yeah, maybe. A few too many jokes, but I then people after take you get, it very seriously. Yeah, then after you sort of watch it again, it's sort of like, yeah, no, nah. like it's sort of yeah, because yeah. It's, it's always this weird thing of like you're comparing this brand new thing to this thing that you've watched a hundred times, and you've also you've watched it and sort of forgiven it for its flaws, or you watched it the first time and you were so young that you didn't notice the flaws. So later on, mm. you don't sort of. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, I guess it's that thing as well where, and I'm sure you've talked about this a lot on the pod- podcast, but like Star Wars is one of those rare things and similar to Star Trek where there's such an ownership by the fans. Like there's such like a, like you wa- when the new ones come out, it's like, oh, you ruined my thing. It's like, well, technically it's all of our thing because I made it. But um, like, because in the new movie, did I get the kind of metaphor right that was like, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily belong to you, like the... We're starting again, like the the Jedi. Like, with, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm not sure if it was meant to be. That's what I took it as the whole time, and I was like, oh, this is funny to see like a group of hardcore Star Wars fans being told, yeah, like, I, back I, the fuck off. I'm not sure if that's what it was for because I don't think they wrote it to like bug people. No, no, alienate <laughs> their fans. No, but in a kind of like an accepting way, like, look, there's a whole new generation of fans coming through now. We have to get, like, this is the style of film that we make now. We're not going to keep making the accents change every movie because Carrie Fisher can't always lock down an accent. (laughs) But, yeah, there is, like, when you watch even the trailers again, you know, and it's like the line, let the past die, kill it if you have to. And then Luke Skywalker going, you know, this isn't going to go the way you think. Yeah, And And it was sort of like... Oh yeah, guys. These aren't lines in the film. These no. are these yeah, are telegraphing something yeah, to you there. This is solid these advice. These are warnings. <laughs> these are spoilers. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's weird how like people 
like they've had their childhood ruined or something like that. And it's sort of like, is, was your childhood like that fragile that a new yeah. film can go back in time and, and, and wreck that? Like, yeah. you should be happy for the... It should make you like the other ones more. Yeah. I, I just think it just shows how good they were is that people feel such ownership over the original things because it changed their lives or it meant so much to them that they just... It's such a part of them that, like, if you fuck with it, then they're going to turn. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me of your old workplace at Triple J. Yeah, same thing. Anyone yeah. shifts and it's like, yeah. you've ruined my breakfast yeah. time. Yep. And then they ruin you. <laughs> but uh, there's a pill for that. So, so, so Princess Leia was, that was your main character? I reckon, I think because the more, the older I got, the more I learnt about her and I started reading um, Carrie's books and like, she's like, her, um, I'm sure you've all seen it, but her uh, at George Lucas's AFI yeah. speech is, I reckon I watch that stoned about once a month. Like, <laughs> it makes me feel stronger. Like, the... And she's in, like, these... She's in a pair of thongs, I think. She just kind of wanders out, decimates him, and then wanders off. <laughs> yeah. It's the greatest thing ever. Can you remember that last... Do you remember the last line? Um, My layer latent life helping to hurl oh, yeah. awards. Um, helping to... Yeah. Um, she kind of goes in, like, uh, you're a... You're a psychopath and, let's face it, an artist. An artist who's the likes of which we've never seen before. An artist who not only redefined it, and just goes on and on and on and says, who I'm happy to spend the latent half of my lay late life helping to hurl awards your way. And everyone goes... <laughs> and you see this one actress go, this is so good. <laughs> the, um, when she's just, like, laying into him, mm. and, it, and it's so funny, it's sort of like George is just like... Uh, and sort yeah. of just looking... For when Spielberg laughs and just goes, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you watch it when she first walks out, watch Spielberg and Lucas's faces because they are a little bit like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like just knowing like as soon as she walks out, this is kind of like I'd imagine similar like when you see Mooney walk out, it is like, oh, is any of this gonna stay in? <laughs> That'd be good that during her speech she just goes edit point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> snippy snippy. Hello, I'm interrupting your show just for a minute to say I'm Claire Twenty and I'm from the Just Make The Thing podcast. If you are trying to start something or are starting something or trying to make something, then this show is for you. I interview people who make things and make things really successfully like Luke McGregor and Celia Pacola, Will Anderson and some of our wonderful podcasters from the Planet Broadcasting Network as well as my husband man, James, Mr. Sunday Movies himself. I also have some really big-hearted chats with my friend Chanel Lou. Chev, who is a lawyer by day and yoga instructor by night. We talk about life and the struggle of making things. It is real, people. So if this show sounds like it might be for you, you can head to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That's Just Make the Thing. Go on, just make it. Uh, what about background characters, Kyron? Um, who's my favourite background character? Really put me on the spot. Um... Who do I like is the best? I have one. Do you want me to go? Yeah, yeah, go. I like, um, and I always forget his name, but um, Jabber's like side guy. The Salacious Crumb. Yeah, that guy. I really the, the, like the the because um, he gives me hope that I might be in a oh. Star Wars movie. Oh um, no, no, no! You're thinking of Bib Fortuna. Yeah, yeah. My most loathed of all the characters. Oh, I like him. I did not like because he at just all. does it. He kind of he just wanders around and whispers things, and he has he needs to cut his fingernails. I'm all mm. about that. But he. He's, 
he's just the dick mate. Like I don't like the way. Hey, I don't like the way. Nothing wrong with that. I don't like the way he cockblocks Luke. Like Luke's there to see Jabba, and he's like, "Yeah, Jabba, no bother." And it's just like, man, it's Luke Skywalker. Let him in. All right. Yeah. But uh, he's very. Um, I'm not sure. Sometimes your on-stage makeup is a very bit, similar, very fortunary. Actually, without my makeup on, I look exactly like him. <laughs> if you, uh, I just curl up my big like tail head into this hair. I think they're called lectus. Anyone? Thank you. Thank you. Did I mispronounce it or? No, okay, sorry. I thought I was, I was getting corrected. This is just the wikier page of Star Wars in front <laughs> yeah, of us, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Who's yeah. edited the Star Wars Wikipedia here? Oh, go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it would have been... I would have done something fun, like put my own name in there or something. Or just like, General Hux, Reese Nicholson. <laughs> I think I feel for the droids that you witness... Like, what's the, when, they, when they're first picking up C-3PO and R2-D2 and there's these other droids? You know when you're walking down the street and you think to yourself, all these people have lives as full as my own. I wonder if there'll ever be a spin-off of what these droids did with their lives. Yeah, I, I always like the dome. He was, oh, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. just like a, big so, like a big sort of like wok yeah. <laughs> being flipped over. It could have been. Yeah. Like I reckon those days, like that square one was like some sort of dishwasher that they'd <laughs> repurposed into a droid on set. Yeah, well, that, that's the gonk droid, a, uh, a very uh, legendary droid, and Ben Mendelssohn's favourite. So, oh. so just, just watch Well, that is, that is the one that made me think of that just then. I didn't realise before when we were saying favourite characters that we could take any character or from the whole series, in which case Mendo would absolutely be up there especially after listening especially after listening to your interview with him oh thanks mate he he is I was so jealous of you getting to speak to him I rewatched his entrance at the um, Star Wars Europe thing on a, on a tram the other day when I was, I was like oh I'm, I'm going to watch that now and to, like this guy just behind me I must have looked so strange to be on a tram standing up really packed tram just watching an obscure clip from a Star Wars event <laughs> In a suit and a full face of makeup during the comedy festival. Like, I hope he recognised me and was like, what the fuck is Reese Nicholson doing in the middle of the day watching Star Wars clips on a tram? But even with all this, without the Star Wars clip and all that, at the end of the day, you Would just been like, hoped he recognised you. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I went to school with that guy. I love how his first, you know, you always ask that question, what's your first memory of Star Wars? And his being when um, the starships fly out at the start of the first movie, and then it turns out that that's because of his actions. That is just beautiful. Yeah, I, I just like when he said it, it just hit me, and I yeah. was just like, oh, I hope. Uh, I think I think I appreciated the synergy more than he did. He did. Just to yeah. be, just you know. But I'm glad you're with me on that yeah. one. I'm glad you're with me. What is um? What is your favorite moment in any of the films, Kyron? Um, Mendo smiling after Darth Vader um, chokes him out. Do you think no, he just, just climaxed or something? Do you think that's what yeah. happened? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> just watching Mendo come. That's... Uh, <laughs> you got me. Well, we all get something different out of Star Wars. <laughs> oh, but does that change all the time? Like, depending what film you've seen most recently, does that change? You know, does your favourite moment change every time you see the new film? I don't know. I feel like just because I'm thinking about Mendo, that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, that is an amazing, an amazing, um, just that look. And, and also in the interview, like, 
like the amount of thought he yeah. put into it and these little stories he was generating exactly. and stuff. It was super cool. What I got about, him. I got him. What about your favourite moment? Um, I think uh, in all the movies. Yeah. I mean, the Darth Vader going down the hallway, killing the shit out of people is pretty good. <laughs> The just the 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 zhuzh and just going oh this is gonna be fucked um, that and just the guy friend like take it take it and the guy the going what I don't know man like just I feel like if there's people bunch of people being murdered behind you just take the thing like don't don't go what I don't know I can't hear what I don't understand um, what give it to who yeah huh rebellion what. <laughs> Um, I thought this was a diplomatic mission. Um, <laughs> I've been fooled. No, that and also, this is stupid, but you know the two guys, these are also probably my favourite minor characters, you know the two guys in like the, the big bit where the laser comes out? Yeah, There's yeah. just these two guys hanging out. When, even when I was a kid, I just thought of like... What's their day? Like, what's the, what's the minutiae of their day? They're just there for hours waiting for an enormous laser beam to come out and they're pulling all these levers up and down with all these flashing buttons. Like, what are, like you all get bored at work. What's the chit-chat? Well, then, after work, they have a beer and, and wait for their teeth to stop glowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, do they know the horrible things? Like, I just always think, on what level... Because I enjoyed that, the conversation with Mendo about how, you know, the kind of idea of that character. Did he know that he was doing horrible things or did he just kind of slowly... Do all the minor characters, all the people that aren't stormtroopers and aren't actively killing people on a daily basis, are they just like, well, the benefits are good and I just hope I'm not blamed. I'm just following orders. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, you get 30% off at the gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Has anyone turned these questions around on you before, Steele? Uh, occasionally, yeah. What's your favourite... Moment of any Star Wars film? Oh, that has been many times. I, I, oh. I answer that every episode without anyone asking. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, it's free us or die, front flip, catch the lightsaber, oh, yeah, yeah. kill everyone, blow up the sail barge, and, yep. and we're... It's pretty good. We're golden. We <laughs> are golden. What's the thing, and I'm sure... Like, I'm not a f- fan enough to know all this, but, like, so Jabba was originally just a guy, right? Yeah, he was just a... And there's clips somewhere of him just as... And that's where they badly photoshopped over. Yeah, he was a chubby Scottish dude. Yeah. Um, sort of like a big fryer tucky type yeah. thing. And, and they... At, in when they filmed Star Wars, so they had that scene that they were going to use and then they worked out they weren't, they weren't going to have the technology to... You know, yeah. they, they wanted to like put some stop motion thing on top of him. Oh, right. But then, yeah. and then, So it was like this like... Um, so, but did he think he was going to be in the movie? No, I don't think he did. Oh, okay. I don't think he did. But who that knows? Would have been, I wish I had have well, argued for my part more. Well, you know David Prowse, the guy that played Darth Vader, yeah. who's like got this real, you know, thick English accent. Yeah, yeah. He thought his voice was going to get oh, used. Oh no! <laughs> nah. When he saw the film, he was like, ah. But when you see, like, sometimes you see like raw footage, and it's like him speaking. It's ridiculous yeah. like you just wait for the you, like you want the bill film like the bill theme music to come i on am your or... father so is that his voice when he's dying then no that's is a that different head that's, that's someone else that's someone else that's yeah. that guy that's sebastian shaw and oh, he was okay. like a like a theater actor like did like shakespeare and stuff so he sort of came in for one day to do that so because with david prouse he um he was the guy actually in a clockwork orange 
that I think he got maybe is he, he got, the one that gets put in the wheelchair he got killed with the giant penis no he, but I, yeah I don't think he's actually killed but he like they, they put him into it and then he realises he's back at his house at the end of the movie Yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so he, like, really, you know, he wanted to sort of put himself out there as Darth Vader and he started, like, giving spoilers <laughs> away for the film. And so George Lucas just, just like, let's just do as little as possible with him. Because yeah, wow. he actually started, like, he'd do interviews and he'd just tell people what was happening. And so George just got really bitter against him. And he's like... Um, he went... There was like they made this film called The People versus George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And no one appeared on it except David Prowse is like, yeah, yeah I'll go on it. <laughs> so he's not getting booked that much anymore. So it's, it's really more the person against George Lucas. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just the internet going crazy. It was such a weird documentary because it's people just like ranting about the prequels. And then it sort of shows all the people at the end kind of like going... Yeah, but I, I still love George Lucas. Yeah. Like, we just... Please, George. You reckon they'll remake the prequels? No. No? Nah. What's you reckon they'll touch those stories again? Let's just do it. Just let's crowdfund it. Let's just... <laughs> Start let's a just petition. Get it going. If we get enough people... Do you reckon they'd ever remake any Star Wars film? I certainly hope not. No. I don't think I... I don't think... Well, I, don't, I don't think anyone that saw the original Star Wars is going to know if they remade it. Because I think they'd have to let so much time go. And there's no point to remake it when you can just keep, like, just like, we'll put a story here, we'll put a story there. I think it's also weird to remake something set in, like, either very far in the past or very far. Like, like remaking sci-fi things that are set in space because you can't, in order to remake something, you need to vastly change it. And Star Wars is so set on an aesthetic and, like, a kind of, you couldn't, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like the, it's tough to kind of just go. No, Star Wars looks like this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's it's like, how does that? If you remake that, the first one, like, how does that ripple through? Mm. Like, do you then have to remake all the other ones to fit in? Like, maybe that's a. a well, then it may be the one universe within in Hollywood that is beyond the remake. Although some will argue that Force Awakens was the remake of Star Wars. It was mm. like a weird sort of reboot. Uh, yeah. remake sort of thing. But it was, I mean, I mean, I mean more like a straight remake, the way that Spider-Man's been done four times, you know. Oh, if I see how that dude got bit by a spider one more time... <laughs> because they think it's in the thing and they think it's researchers are looking after it, but no, it's gotten out. Get the spider back in there, guys. <laughs> um, I, w- I was into a podcast the other day where it was an interview with Frank Oz and about how he was... The interviewer thought... I don't know what made me think of this just said, but the interviewer thought that he was just doing voiceover for all the most recent movies. And he was like, no, he actually was with Luke on the day, laying on the ground with the puppet. And just how... Because I know that people weren't super happy with the appearance of Yoda, right? Like, people weren't... Nope. <laughs> Some, I, I thought it was I really great. liked it. Yeah. I just, uh, the, 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 the moment when, like, the silhouette of his ears appear yeah. and you're just like... Yes! Like, I remember being... Because, you know, we'd sort of had heard that Frank Oz had been on set and stuff and they were keeping it, you know, under wraps. But... So, I sort of wasn't, like, like shocked that he was there. But just to get that confirmation, we were just, like, in the cinema, just like, yes! Yeah. Yoda! And I liked his lesson. I thought it was great. And I think sometimes movies do have to be a little... Like, if you get a... 
like do you know sequels way down the line you do have to do that and you're going to change things so much you have to do that little nod that is like no we remember like the old movies like they were you just you just poured beer right into your eye (laughs) mate i'm really glad because that story wasn't going anywhere Thanks for the save. It looked fantastic. It looked fantastic. Um, What is your favourite movie of them all now, Kyron? What is my favourite movie of them? I I think I like the new ones just because I think that... um, you know, it's, it's, it's fast. It's faster paced. And, you know, a cinema is a language that we all understand now and so it's fast and quicker and you get to the point quicker and they squeeze so much more in and makes it more... I think it's got more depth than that. You know, the originals are obviously fantastic and they've got their place and I love them so much. And they're very single plot, singular sort of... Do you know what I mean? No, you're looking... I ask because you look at me like, the fuck are you saying? Hey but mate, do you know what I mean? They sort of they I'm seem not, like I'm not sure if you remember the, the conclusion of Return of the Jedi, but there's there's, <laughs> there's, there's three battles raging on. All right? Yes, no, I appreciate that, but I I, fi- I just feel like um, you know, movie making they've they've spent fifty years since then, or you know, getting better at this art form. Yeah, and so fuck the new ones are so good, and um, I just love them so much, and I feel like they're they're only going to get better. Well. Did that answer your question? Yeah, kind of. Um, I always when you say about how it's you know it's sped up now. When I was little, the bit with R two D two and C three PO going through the desert. Oh, that's its own movie. Oh, yeah. Get on with it. It's yeah. not just B plot. It's like it's like like Z plot. Like it's really I don't like and the, just stop. <laughs> no, keep I mean, going. Go that's faster. the kind of moment I guess I'm trying to. Yeah talk about like that it's 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 so slow and you know it's the pacing of the day that's the way films were paced in those days whereas you know the new ones it's like next 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 next. so which of the three is your fave um i am so in love with ben mendelson's performance that i, I would watch i'm getting that uncomfortable with all this ben mendelson talk now <laughs> oh all the I posters are starting to make ditch, sense i would ditch you for him tomorrow all tomorrow. Right. Well, today, if he walked in right now, you're He's gone. one of the only people in show business that has worse skin than me, so... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Uh, Hi, Ben. Um, loved Animal Kingdom. Um, <laughs> yes, I love, I love his performance so much. Uh, well, you're a fellow guest on the podcast now, so you've got that bond. Yeah. 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 yeah you, can, you can meet at the, the Steely <laughs> Awards. <laughs> The, uh, the meetings we have once a week. Yeah. Um, I do, Were you going to say what my favourite movie is? That is. I like... Uh, well preempted. Is it, is it six where they're in Jabba's place? Or is that five? Six. Six. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. I like Return of the Jedi because it's just like... Bah, 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 and also just all that... The, um, the, when Leia gets him out of the... And, like, and she says, I love you, and he's... Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's, I like all of it. You don't have a dedication to finishing any sentence. No, I don't. <laughs> you know when Leia... Yeah, yeah, and, and the blah, blah, Cause blah. Because he can't think of a joke. If there's no joke there, he's like, ah, oh, this sentence is fucked. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I can't handle a sentence ending without some sort of laugh, uh, which you will see me just... My eyes just shut down and go, well, you haven't got a hold of this one. <laughs> abort, abort. Have, have you ever had a when you were working at Triple J any any Star Wars guests come in? You. <laughs> How sad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's the only person I spoke to from Star Wars, I think. Ballard, Tom Ballard interviewed, when we were living with him, interviewed Carrie and got me assigned. Oh, that's right. I've got assigned um, of her HBO show. Nice. Yeah. Did you get a little message or anything it like says, that? I think she might do it for everyone. It just says, Reese, you are my hero. I think you're the only Fisher. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I just feel like the. I feel like she. She almost probably has a stamp. She had a stamp that she would just stand them all out. But she, because she did a lot. Like she really lent in, into them, didn't she? Doing the like the oh, yeah. um, conventions and all that kind of stuff. Oh like, yeah, she was the the, she was the, the life of the party. The, the the queen. Her and Gary. The uh, what was uh, wrong with that dog's head, by the way? <laughs> Anyways, just a pug. It's just. What a dog! No, was it was it a pug? No, it was a French bulldog, I think. Yeah, and its tongue was just always. There. Have you you've watched the documentary, obviously, about her and Debbie? I actually haven't. Oh, because oh. when it came out, it was so close to when they died. I was like, I bawled my eyes out. I was like, it. I can I can wait a while to watch that, and then I've never. Like it's sort of like like I'm of course I'd probably love it, but it, it's one of those things like, do you want to feel miserable? It like caught, in two hours' time. It caught me off guard how much I was sad watching um, The Last Jedi as well, like when she's floating. And I kind of was like, oh, this must be it. And then they, sneaky, sneaky. Um, but the, <laughs> those sneaky filmmakers try to hide a, that but, sneaky little force. What do you think? I'm sure you've talked about this a lot, but what do you think, what are they going to do in the next movie? No one knows. No what, one knows. What, what they've said is that they're not going to replace her with another actress. Yeah, and then just Kim Cattrall or something, some weird. <laughs> I will not do another Sex in the City movie, but I will play Princess Leia. That is the only thing I will do. So give me a call. Just got two bagels scaffer taped to the side of her head. <laughs> that got me thinking. Are men just like Ewoks? Um, <laughs> um, and they're not going to CGI her. So I. I it's just got to be in the crawl, right? Well, it's either she's. Like, time has passed and, yeah, she's died or she's still alive, but she's just not in... The, like, she's just spoken about... Maybe they'll just treat it like um, the parents in Peanuts. Just like, what do you think, Princess Leia? <laughs> Good yeah, idea. Maybe. maybe. Who we'll knows? Start, we'll start another alliance. Maybe they'll mention it in the crawl then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a tough... Yeah, it is such a weird situation yeah. to, to have to do that. But, it, like, when... What, what did you make of the float through space? Well, I kind of... I, I understand that people probably had issues. I think because I'm not... I'm the type of fan where I just... I watch them... I think I watch them in the way that probably a child watches them, where I just really relish it. I really enjoy watching them, but I don't, I don't go deep on them, so I don't have kind of theories and that type of stuff. This um, Snoke theory was probably the only kind of things that I tried to, like, look into. But it means that when things like that happen... I'm not thinking, well, she's never had powers before, so why is it? I'm just more going like, fuck yeah, she's got powers. This is the best. Yeah. Like, and I always think that's more fun. And, you know, so when you see Yoda, you're like, yeah, Yoda's here. Great. Like, it's not just kind of like, well, actually, I don't know if he would do that. That's crazy. That's not in his character. Um, but whereas just, you go I, a little bit deeper on things. Well, I, I not, not because um, she hasn't had powers before, but more from like a God and the Machine perspective of like, oh, the script needed at... Yoda's moment needed this thing to happen and so they just did it even though it sort of is like you know it sort of breaks down the how do you mean what's God in the machine I don't understand that uh, God is so he died a couple of days ago um, <laughs> well his son did he was pretty grumpy about it 
That's what, so you know the, and this is going to sound like a tangent, you know those motorbikes, Deus Ex Machina? That's oh, the Deus, brand? Yeah, yeah Deus yeah, Ex Machina. Yeah. That means God and the Machine, and, the, and the, it's a script writing thing where they don't know what to do. I thought, it meant, I, thought it meant, movie. I thought it meant I bought a trucker hat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's Latin for I bought a trucker hat. Uh, no, but they, you know, they, that's where they've taken it from, this, you know, God and the Machine because of the motorbike, but it comes, it's the idea is in script writing where you, got, you just can't solve this problem. So a dinosaur comes in from the roof in Jurassic Park and kills the T-Rex. And it's like, oh, great, done, woo, end of movie. And I feel like there is a bit of that in this latest film where they sort of need things to happen. And so they're like, uh, is it a bit weird that like Yoda is actually having a physical impact on this universe, even though he's a force ghost? Like actually being able to do something? Ah. Uh, yeah, it is a bit weird, but oh, fuck it. We kind of need that to happen, to force this other thing to happen, so we'll just do it. Yeah, but it was fucking awesome. Yeah, exactly. And so, I, but I just feel like from the from the script writing perspective, it's like, well, hopefully, you can build into the character the need to do something and build into the characterization rather than just having some plot point fly in from the side. Okay, I've never even thought about that. So that's the first time a ghost has done something. Has actually done. I'm pretty sure that's the first time. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's actually not just spoken to someone and helped them, but... It survived, uh, but uh, but actually had like an impact on the world. And if he can do that, then why hasn't he done that this whole fucking time? Because <laughs> lightning can only strike once. Um, <laughs> I what about um, that deserved more, guys? Go on, that was that was quite fast. The um, <laughs> my favourite interaction with ghosts and the real world is when Ben Kenobi's on Dagobah in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And he sits on a log. <laughs> like he's just like, oh man, this ghosting. I am tired. I am pooped. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this moss doesn't get my ghost robes dirty. <laughs> if you guys want some more live comedy podcast action from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, check out my other podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters, where we review the complaint letters to the Australian TV Guide. The latest episode features three hilarious guests that have all appeared on Steel Wars over the years. Podcast heavyweight Will Anderson from the band Something for Kate and the man behind the Steel Wars theme music, Paul Dempsey, and the hilarious comedian Luke McGregor. You can watch the episode at youtube.com forward slash Steel Saunders or listen free on iTunes, ilovegreenguideletters.com or wherever good or bad podcasts are downloaded. <laughs> I, I think with the layer thing as well, with the fl- I think it was also just really nice filmmaking where it, it's in this like pew, 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 like this craziness, this big fight going on and then we just cut to her floating and they I think they play the layer theme under it right and yeah. it's just this really like 
And if I, I remember thinking at the time, if this is it, I'm happy with this. Like she's just going to have that, and the ice starts growing on her face. But then the hand on the window is so like I think it's very her character as well to just be like, shit keeps happening to me, and I'm going to keep trying to bash at this window. Mm. Um, yeah, I just think I think inter- it was very satisfying. I yeah. think that's what I look for. At not being one of the deep fans, I look for satisfaction in the movies, and I think the, that was a, one of those moments. Yeah, I, I think you go to Star Wars films like when, when I go to Marvel films or whatever. Yeah, it, it, it's like I've got such a. Whereas I'm deeper on the Marvel movies, so I tend to watch those a little bit more. Going, what? No. Oh, yeah. I just like just watch it and then go. Okay, there was a, a big CGI thing at the end. Yeah, exactly. Ta-da! Yeah, I hate the Marvel movies because they're full of that thing where shit just happens for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, just they're to mutants. Move the story forward. They're in space. Anyway. Just because they're pumping out so many movies, they've just got to keep fucking keep going. Don't have enough time to think about the script. <laughs> I feel like they spent a couple minutes on it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't just start the cameras and go, alright, you're all aliens, some of you are mutants, get going. <laughs> it's some, we need something to explode. So you you direct Reese's shows, mm-hmm. so you know like George Lucas is a director. Yeah, uh, like towards the end of like the run, we're working on the prequels now with other people. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like you want to change things? It's like uh, I'm gonna. I wish I wish Reese blinked more. <laughs> I wish there was a CGI rock in front of Reese. Well, originally um, I had guns on the stage, but we replaced them with walkie talkies. Um, <laughs> What was that? That was that was ET. ET, that's right. Yeah, but didn't they do it in? They did it in some of the Indiana Jones movies. They did something weird as well. No, I don't think they ever something changed. Weird. They, they, but they did do it to ET, and then he's like apologized. And yeah, um, I, I do like that you have to come out with an apology. But uh, yeah, he's, I think he said recently because he's been doing a lot of press, Steven Spielberg, about um, Ready Player One. Uh, but, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm never going to go back and touch anything ever again. Mm. That, um, but I, I do, um, Reese, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening at home, when I said I'm never going to touch anything again, Reese was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh matron. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, like, when you put it like that, almost, because sometimes, like, you'll do a festival run and you've got all your, all your riddles and your sketches. Yep, my skits. And then, like, Two weeks later, you think of, like, an awesome tag. Ah, the worst. Or when you... I recorded a special last year or the year before? uh, The year before last. And then went to Edinburgh with that show and was in Edinburgh going, ah, this is a way better show and now some douchebag's going to have to watch this on the ABC. Um, Still available. Um... But it is annoying. Like, we all, like on the last night of the show, you think of the best sum up of the show, and you're like, "Well, this is over now." Mm. It's the annoying thing of comedy—you just keep throwing it out, and it just disappears. Throwing it out disappears. And then maybe you can hook up with Ticketmaster to email everyone that bought a ticket and go, "Guys, I've just okay. got this." Just, just a, so you know, just imagine I said, uh, and, "And bread" at the end, and that's when I realised. Do you reckon George Blackout. Lucas does that for his movies? Do you reckon? He's like in the back of his head wishing he did something else with his characters. Yeah, but then he just, he does it. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't wish, he makes it happen. Because that's like the thing, like the one question I want to, like if I could ask George Lucas one question, Mm -hmm. in the Blu-ray of Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) In the Blu-ray of uh, Star Wars when it came out, he'd put a CGI rock 
in front of R2-D2 when mm. R2-D2's like hiding from Ben Kenobi when the Sand People are there. And to me, it's so fascinating because you've got this film with all these effects and there's spaceships and there's aliens and robots and stuff. And then he watches the whole thing and just that his mind could generate the idea of like... Put a rock there. We need a rock. Let's get a, let's get a CGI rock. No, no. <laughs> but we'll keep in sand, people. That'll date fine. <laughs> but yeah, stick that rock. It's just, it, To me, it, it, the rock question unlocks everything about his soul. If Ooh. I can, can solve the rock, then I can yeah. solve George Lucas. Now I'm just imagining him just CGIing in... Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, <laughs> just curled up in a ball in the front of R2-D2. That would have been good if ben, when Ben Kenobi came over the hill to scare him all off. And he yeah. goes, Then he just stands there and goes, if you smell... Or not. Wrong audience. Have you ever had a, a Star Wars joke, race, A reference? Um, I don't think I have. I don't think you have either. I can't think of one. I nah. love that you catalogue them all for him. Yeah, we've got them in a warehouse. <laughs> yeah. At the end of every show, we put it all, and then a, a conveyor belt slowly takes it out, and the camera pans out, and you see how big the warehouse is. Nice. Um, and a few is they're all dick jokes. Though. They're all yeah. dick jokes. <laughs> Variants um, on a theme. I've probably had the only some difference sort of is none of them belong in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably had some sort of jabber joke in there at some point. I don't know. There's probably some fat celebrity I've talked about. I love it. It's just like, I can't remember, but knowing me... Sounds like me. I would have fat shamed someone yeah. probably. I don't know. That sounds like something I'd do. I don't know. The first couple of years are pretty sketchy. <laughs> um, they say if you remember 2016, you didn't, you didn't experience it. Oh. <laughs> See, now it's kept. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just eyeballed you. <laughs> like, you, you keep this in, I'm going to cut your neck. <laughs> you keep this, I'm going to cut you. <laughs> uh, we, we do have the, uh, the audience mic. If anyone's got uh, a question about what we're talking about or anything at all that you want to bring up. I'm a Taurus. Well, while, while people do that, I'll yeah. talk about something that I listened to the other day if you want. Great. Which is a podcast called The Soundtrack Show. What's it about? <laughs> Cinematography um, And there's an effort they, they talk about all sorts of different things In soundtracks This is absolutely worth looking up Because this I wasn't joking when I said I love this theme tune But it goes through step by step What um, What he's doing with that song And with all the notes And how the melody is actually Matching the plot of the movie And you know So the, the, the first note is literally His life that's where he is at the moment. And then, like, there's the call to action where, you know, he has to... Oh, there's a challenge that must be met. And then the da-da-da is sort of like there's stumbling blocks. And then da like, And then he goes up and he, he achieves a thing. And then da-da-da-da is a constant... It's, that means death. If you ever hear that in a soundtrack, it comes up in soundtracks all over the place. And just goes through that whole theme tune. And it is, it's very, very good. Yeah, I never realised called David Collins that does you know really good breakdowns mm. and when you know to me it's just like yeah it's a sweet music yeah, yeah but yeah. then if you actually know like notes and but like, you know it 
You, it's in you. That's why it's that's why you love it so much. Is because you like you recognize it. You just don't know that you know it. But it's it's playing on you. It's playing on that thing of like yeah, he's achieving something because you it it you just get that sense from it. You don't have to know the music theory, but when you when you listen to them explain it, of course you go like oh shit yeah. Yeah, well, that's why I resent it, because it's like he's tricking me into it. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Subliminal messaging, I told you. It Coke. exists. Coke. Coke. Sony Classics. Oh, uh, no. Your name and your question and where you got those amazing cat tights from. I was from. just about to ask that as well. <laughs> um, so, I'm Danielle. Um, Hi, Danielle. JJ's. <laughs> nice. Um, Are they my his? Hus- my husband got them for me for my oh. birthday. Oh. Good husband. Well Good husband. Um, and Do you shop at JJ's just because of the link? Well, I shop at JJ's because they have cool wrestling gear. That was fine. Mm, yeah. Got my Roman Reigns t-shirt. Yeah, we got the rock reference. <laughs> 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 um, it's not really a question. It's more of an input into what you were talking about before as to what they're going to do with um, Carrie Fisher's character in the next movie. The last couple of days on the internet, they've been floating around of using Meryl Streep to... Play her role. That what? Cool. Burn it down and salt the earth so <laughs> nothing may grow there again. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're just putting out feelers to get like an audience idea because they like because apparently they were friends outside of it and Meryl Streep played Carrie Fisher in something. Yeah, and they um, just, I, think, I don't know the if edge. they're just putting out feelers to get an audience response, but that's but, just something that's been floating on there. But like, internet. I'm friends with Will Anderson. He's not going to let me do his show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, the uh, what a I, terrible idea. I, the thing, yeah. um, the thing, the only reason I like the idea, at least then, like some an actor in Star Wars would have a chance of winning an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, it's Meryl, got to give her one. But I think that article, it like, because it sort of caught on like wildfire. But the actual, when you get to the source of the article, is... Meryl Streep. No. <laughs> no, some fans have started a petition. Oh. And then that's been taken, and then people then report on that article and leave out the petition bit. And, yeah, but I, I just think it's too... I don't think anyone else can play her. Yeah. Wh- no. Wh- what, what do, you, do you like the idea? What's your opinion? Yeah. Just to, yeah. Like a band aid, right off. Seinfeld style. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, I thought you were going to say you kill them. The and then Meryl Streep play them down at the school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't, I think it's, I don't know, it's, it'd just be super, super weird. Super and, and, and also, I, I just think like, you know, the stories, as, as much as we love Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia, the stories are about the next generation, so... And I think Laura Dern will kind of take her role, right? Like, in the stories? Like... You <laughs> might have fallen asleep during the movie. Yeah. Oh, no, of course. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> of course. It's her. Maybe they'll just, in the last second, they're like, whoa, you didn't see the post credit scene? They swapped really quickly. <laughs> And everything's fine now. Oh, that's right. I remember being so sad when that happened because I really love Laura Dern and we didn't get to see one crazy cry from her and in every movie you need to see her in a car going, Aah! at yeah. some point. But 
a lot of people after seeing her went on the internet and had a crazy cry. So oh. it, it all balances out. Uh, the good husband, the great present buyer. Dave, how are you? Hey, Dave. Uh, it's Reese actually, but thank you. <laughs> so my question is... Yeah, good choice. <laughs> we can get back on topic. <laughs> you make a great podcast host. Right on, man. Um, is, uh, have you got any collectibles that are kind of weird or that you would like to talk about? Because like, I know a lot of fans, they collect, um, obviously, toys and stuff, but some people actually go into collecting actual props from the film, and do you have any of those? Oh, I wish. What about, what, Dave, what, what do you have that's weird? Uh, I have... Specifically props and things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know. I think my the weirdest thing that I have in my Star Wars collecting would be um, original napkins and party plates from 1977 and 1980 that are still in their packets. You're not so wrong. They are weird. That's yeah. true. <laughs> they were, That's true. An ex-girlfriend uh, gave them to me. Um, she was at a camp and they were going through the, the cupboards at like this camp and they found them and she brought them home from the only thing I've kept from that relationship. Wow. So, yeah. Winner. <laughs> and a, a touch of bitterness by the yeah. sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have any um, I, I got like when I bought Battlefront 2 they gave me these really shitty you know those kind of they're not bobble heads they're the like bobble heads that don't bobble like a Funko Pop or yeah yeah is that what they call it yeah and it's just of Darth Maul and it, the guy was like do you want this and I went not really and he went well we need to get rid of them I was like mm, okay <laughs> So it was this, this very strange transaction where no one involved wanted the thing. <laughs> it's like, surely we can just set this on fire, yeah. right? Um, and I've also got I, this... I, I love that. It's like, do you want this? No. no. And the guy's like, I see your point, but, but take here it. you go. I also have this... Um, off, oh. I think I got it. It's an off-brand Han Solo that I've slowly nervously chewed off the arms and legs. Um, and it's, if you look at his face, that's not even close to, to Han at all. Like, he looks like... Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think I got it in, like, a skill tester or something when I was drunk. And um, The guy... So, it's a little key ring. But he looks like he's gone through a terrible accident. No, no he has because you have literally, like, you've bitten off everything. It's like you were battling on a lava planet. Yeah, and, and yeah, you, yeah. And you had the higher ground. Yeah. <laughs> but the look it's on exactly the, like the Han Solo's face is a look of... It's he, a shock. Yeah, he looks surprised that he's being portrayed as Han Solo. Ooh, my arms are gone. <laughs> oh. I've, I've got tons of weird stuff. I, I, went, to, um, I went to where they, uh, they filmed the Sarlacc pit in, in Yuma, Arizona. And <gasps> we, um, so we hired this lady. I had to ring up so many people that was like... Because it's, it's like where Yuma, the Arizona thing, the, the Buttercup Valley, it's where a lot of like little 4x4s, like those Raptors, like all those sand um, cars, like they drive around. And just like, like where the Sarlacc is, is sort of like this big kind of like MCG of like sand dunes. And then the Sarlacc pit is on the, like the oval. Do you know what I mean? But it's, it's like this like crater of sand dunes. And just so like right where the pit is there's this big hill and they all park down the bottom and it's like a like it's a manly sand challenge to try drive your vehicle up the top and then you get to watch people like flip over and fall down and and die basically so it was it was great Great. being a straight man sounds great (laughs) (laughs) we just we just don't know how to feel things so we just drive cars into things (laughs) anyway musicals are weird (laughs) 
so I had um, like photos of where people had found stuff and it was just like when I started finding bits of foam and wood, like like the people that I were with, I, I quickly worked out that they were just humoring me and had like there was no way they thought I was going to find something. And then like Jackie, like I found a bit of foam from the Sarlacc pit and she's just like, yeah, that would have to be from the set of the movie that was filmed here four decades ago. Mm. And I'm like, it is. And then we just kept finding like so much that she she's now a believer. Um, so, yeah, I got all these bits of foam from because the Sarlacc was all foam because what they did at the end, but they just like filled it in because it was like 1982 and those were the times yeah um so i've got that and bits of wood i've got when jj abrams bought us all coffee for lining up overnight for san diego comic con i've got the little dunkin donuts sugar that's my jj sugar and i've got that in my cabinet that he that he gave you with the coffee? No, well, he... he, uh, he, he got a, other than Dunkin' Donuts? He, he got an assistant to tell another assistant to charge it to the company. And yep. Starbucks was so busy, was, so they went to Dunkin' Donuts. Yep. So, so, yeah, so he's he, basically a glorified delivery guy. Well, he <laughs> came to my house and made me breakfast, basically. That's <laughs> in, in my head. So, I, I, But, yeah, the dumber the things, the better, I think. Because like, anyone can go to Toys R Us and buy a figure. But it takes uh, no, a special type of idiot to uh, smuggle rocks back from London because a scene was filmed in that area. It's uh, it's the <laughs> best. Oh, and on, on any other podcast, this is the work of a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. I brought back sand from the Salak pit as well. <laughs> a big jar of sand. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah, thank you. Well. Uh, I don't, I'm glad that you got your money's worth out of the ticket. <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con is this week, and for the fourth year running, Steel Wars will be there covering everything Star Wars that goes down with our unique daily blog pod episodes. You can check out previous years where we were there for the premiere of Star Wars Rebels, camped out for the Force Awakens panel, and the pure jubilation of J.J. Abrams' Force Awakens concert. Plus, much like last year, we'll be doing some special blog pods after dark covering all the late night goings on exclusively for Steel Wars Patreon members. And as a special introductory offer for just $1 all the way through to the end of August, you will get every new bonus episode. It's going to be such a fun and exciting week and I will do my best to bring you there. So make sure you're subscribed in your podcatcher and if you want all the action, chuck in $1 at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. Uh, Rebecca. Yes, um, Rebecca from Perth, um, long time listener, first time question asked at a live show. Um, in terms of going back and CGIing things into Star Wars. It's a hard no from me. Yep, but in the scene where they have the dinner room scene on Cloud City, do you think they should go back and CGI in the main meal as being roast pork? Aww. (laughs) Not a fan. (laughs) No, I think that'd be great. And in terms of follow-up to your Salak pit, now that you've got all those pieces, have you actually recreated the Salak pit in your own living room and are you you afraid of Jerry falling into it? (laughs) Just the idea of this huge asshole on your wall, wall is very funny to me as well. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I'll leave that. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I haven't yet, but to answer your ridiculous question with a more ridiculous answer, I am trying to find in the LA area a fish tank that'll be the right size to put my Lego sail barge in mm-hmm. and then I can put my real-life Salak pit sand <laughs> and get one of the most true-to-life Lego dioramas ever going. <laughs> And bring all your friends over to look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, they're all in the tank. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got our uh, Wikipedia editor. Your name is? Dayton. Hey, Dayton. How you doing, man? Great name. So my question is that it's Lucasfilm have copyrighted the term Star Wars Resistance for a a potential new animated show, which would, like, follow follow Rebels. Would you uh, be okay if they killed Leia off in that between like episode eight and nine oh. it's like visually show it instead of like a comic or a book or whatever that would be a gritty cartoon yeah <laughs> i'm not sure if disney xd could uh <laughs> handle that one so what era would it be set well the resistance is in the sequel trilogy yes. era yeah, yeah. so it would be then but so I, I that would be thrilling if they if that's what the cartoon was about because i i sort of i want to go into the future or the present or whatever it is. But I, I don't think... I, I don't know. I, I sort of think it's so gnarly, like the death of Princess Leia, and because Carrie Fisher is dead, I kind of think you can't show it. And to show it on a cartoon would almost be... Mm. It's, it's not the right... I don't know. It's kind of like having your reception at the pokies or something. It, it's just not the right I, format. I don't think there's any need to show it. I, I don't think they feel a need to... Sh- I wouldn't feel like they felt a need to show it. I don't think anyone's calling out for it. What do you think, Dayton? I think, I think it's better if we just sort of like leave it. So Just yeah. leave it be. Yeah. Is Billy Lord going to stay in them, do you think? Yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah. I, I, ho- yeah. I certainly hope so. Because she, she had um, a, a way bigger role yeah. in this one, just out of happenstance. I, when I was... I went to Florida a, about a month ago, and Ooh. on the way back, she was sitting up front. No. And driving the plane. Yeah. <laughs> How Harrison, Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> she was riding shotgun. No, she was sitting at the front of the plane, and I was like... It was like a five-hour flight, and so the whole time I'm just like... Blue Lloyd's up the front. Yeah, didn't watch a thing, did you? Yeah, can't wait to talk to yeah. her once we get to baggage check. And I don't think she checked a bag, you guys, yeah. because I couldn't find her in the entire airport. <laughs> I was, I felt for her when Carrie passed away, like because there's no way that's big yeah. of your reason. Yeah. No, no, but I mean, like, as in, in terms of that, there's no way of being in public even years after without someone going. By the way, I felt like your mum was also my mum. And there'd be this very, like, there'd be that, it'd be lovely to a point. And then after a while, you'd be like, yeah, but she wasn't. She was my mum. You know what I mean? Like, the, I don't have anything funny to say here, obviously, but I just felt like that to be in so, she wasn't, she didn't have much of a public life. And now she has, like, a very public life because of what happened to her mother. And that would be really horrible, I think. Yeah, it is an interesting thing that, you know, it's so traumatic for her. And then I don't and know. I don't know what a big her and her grandmother on in, within the same three days. Yeah, but then you've. It's, I guess. I don't. Know, it would be weird that there's other people on the planet that are dealing with it not as well as she is. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but I tell you, one of the most 
like magical moments that I've ever bore witness was they had the 40th anniversary panel celebration thing at Star Wars Celebration. There's George Lucas was there. Yeah. George Lucas's tummy was there. Yeah. Because I could see it through the opening in his shirt, which was he just came the in a best. separate car. I was sitting next to my friend Amanda, and I'm just like, "Did you ever think you'd be able to see George Lucas's tummy in real life?" And she's like, "No." And we tummy. were just we were just staring. What's wrong with tummy? <laughs> I said so tummy yesterday and you laughed at me as well. Yeah, What's your problem a, with tummy, it's mate? It's a funny word. Yeah. It's not <laughs> little tummy. I'll, I'll, I'll file it next to Quijibo. Um, <laughs> and, and so towards the end of the panel, they had like an amazing tribute to Carrie mm. Fisher and George Lucas like you know, gave a really great speech. And then she came out, yeah, fair, sort of dressed yeah. in all white and gave this speech. And it was like so... Like the energy, bef- be- like between the audience of about five thousand people and her, like she would sort of her voice would break and she wouldn't be able to keep going, and then everyone would just be like, like just sort of, yeah. like just sort of like will her, like cheer yeah. her on to keep talking. It was it was it's such a weird thing. Like you know, like like I complain about you know people talking about their mum getting cosplayers by a film on Twitter and, and all this lunacy. But then when you see, like, such, like, positive things, you know, for the thousands of people sort of to sort of give comfort to this girl mourning a, a mother, it's, um, it's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Am I the only one that thought that the Mark Hamill panel tribute thing to Carrie Fisher was a bit strange? Yes, yes, I think I am. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, the 40th I, anniversary. I, I didn't watch it, yeah. I was there, but I didn't, I didn't get to go to it, and then... It was kind of strange. Sometimes it's like those things where it, I know it's going to be sad, and I'm just like, nah. or not, yeah. It's just with kind of a lot of him being... He was clearly very sad, but in front of thousands of people, and it didn't really go anywhere other than that. It was just kind of Mark Hamill sad on stage, live, one night only. <laughs> It's like, cool. He, he finishes it up. And they're like, encore, encore, encore. More sadness. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I guess, you know, people mourn in different ways. In different ways. Catherine. Rightly so. Probably our, our last question of the festival. So don't, don't tear up mid-question. No I've, I've been tearing up already. Um, just quickly, though, Reese. I'd love to see one night you and Will switch shows. Yeah. That would be... <laughs> and it'd have to be a, a... I mean, I'd go to the Will show, for <laughs> yeah. sure. And it'd have to... Um, he'd, ta- he'd be taking a big old pay cut. <laughs> um, that would be great to be sitting in the theatre and like, tonight's performance of Will Eagle, <laughs> William Anderson will be performed by <laughs> Reese Nicholson. <laughs> I have always had this fantasy and I keep pitching it to the festival and they keep telling me that is a terrible idea. Um, Stop pitching fantasies. <laughs> I have this idea where I want the festival to keep Main Town Hall empty for one of the nights of the festival and they put all the names of all the acts in the festival in a big hat and the day before they pull out a name and you have to perform in the main hall whoever you are. Like it, so it could be... No. It could be Dave Hughes. It could be some absolute dickhead doing his first show and it's called, like, the yeah, show the is called Hashtag is... Toxic Men Shut the Fuck Up. 
<laughs> but this festival is 90% young white men doing their first show. So yeah. Who, I mean, have a look at the stage right now. Yeah, um, exactly. Who says there's no diversity in comedy? Um, I, I, I like your idea, and I would just pray that they pull it out of the hat and they go, all right, and the winner is... Arj Barker. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, again, I'll give it a go. Uh, any other question, Catherine? Um, just what were your thoughts about upcoming solo? It's about a month and a half away. Oh. Looks pretty fun. I love the casting. Brilliant. Yeah. Everyone that I've talked to that has, like, read the script has said it's like, like, giant grin, it's fun. And yeah. I, I think that's what I had. I think, like, when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time, I was sort of like, oh, this is what, you know, what a Han Solo film should be about. Yeah. About, like, a ragtag group that, you know, by the end are, are, are bound and that they're on some adventure. They're, they're sort of, you know, they're rapscallions, but they're sort of, they're for the greater good. Mm. Is it about, are they doing the Kessel Run? <laughs> There, there is some Kesseling running. Yeah, I, I'm not, Kesseling. I'm not, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what part of the movie it is or how yeah. much of the movie is to do with that, but I think you will hear uh, both Kessel yeah. and Run. There's definitely stuff on the planet of uh, Kessel, the um, Spice Mines. What's his name as Lando? Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> I will buy all those capes you've got um, <laughs> and then I will make you take them off. <laughs> I think he's really hot. I don't know if you got that from anything I said just then. <laughs> I was pretty subtle about it, but I'd happily, happily have sexual intercourse with him. <laughs> As Lando. I'm just having trouble reading between the lines on that one. Yeah. So, this is how gay sex works. Now, what... <laughs> Do you reckon there, there's... The big argument was that there's been no queer characters in Star Wars, right? Although, I'd imagine, Leia, dur- during the days... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's one of the... C-3PO. Yeah, that's right. Who do you reckon to be top? <laughs> See, that's the thing, but that's, that's, the, that's the heterosexual dream that C-3PO is gay because you think it's all programming. No, he's just English. Um, I reckon there, there is, R2, um, R2 would be the top because he's always sticking things in ports. <laughs> <laughs> he's always giving it the courtesy finger before the doors open. Um, Way too much. Cut that right out. It is 3pm. 3pm. It's going in the sizzle clip. Now, uh, well, Admiral Holdo, Laura Dern, there's like a book about her and Princess Leia when they were teenagers. Gone through uni together? Pretty much. It's just just two girls missing their boyfriends. Oh, not with Leia. Leia, there's a conversation where Leia says, she's just into dudes, human dudes. And Holdo's like, oh. There's so much out there. Like, so she's <laughs> like the whole galaxy. Yeah, she's like bisexual and, and bi species. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's not helping our cause. <laughs> yeah, there's one queer character and yep. she'll fuck anything. Yeah. <laughs> there is, in, in, like, in the literature, there is a lot more uh, diversity in there. And I guess they can sort of go more into, they've got the time I to. Palpatine could be an old queen. Like, uh, yeah. we'll go to the. Uh, why don't you come to the opera with me? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing weird. <laughs> I just like to train young men. I don't know. I used to work in the theatre, you know. 
I want to see, because I, I was reading recently about, the, what's the whole story about Palpatine? Because I was always fascinated when I was a kid as well about like the kind of three guys that are always with Palpatine as well. Yeah, yeah. I forget what the names are. But the whole story, I've started a little bit going into the deeper stories. Like I haven't read any of the novels yet, but about how like he met him on an abandoned planet and then raised him. Like he, he like stowed in his ship or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, that's... Um and in the shot in the prequels where and his face is all fucked and they're the Senate for the first time mm-hmm. and the yeah the guy standing next to him that's always with him and I think there's a deleted scene with him in it as well. I, yeah, Massa yeah. made it, but I think the guy, maybe the guy that's stowed away in the ship that's a different character that's not in the films. That's right. a dude called Gallius Rax. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that guy Massa that's in the prequels and he had the horns and stuff in after the Emperor dies. Like he gets really depressed, and there's this book. Yes, yes, so yes. That's he, what I was reading. And he about. starts contemplating suicide, and yeah. it's just like, what is happening here? Yeah. Seriously, in the book, I remember yeah. listening to the audio book. I remember what I always define my audio books by what mall I'm in, and I'm just like, <laughs> are the are the are the books what, like? Because I quite like an audio book. I've been thinking about just getting like, is there a book that I should start with? Ooh. I would say... Like an entry-level book, so I'm not just going, who, dad, what, what happened? There, there's one called... Um, That's my reaction when I don't understand something, by the way. Lost, there's one called Lost Stars, and it's yeah. a young reader, like it's like a teenage fiction book. But it's, you know, like Star Wars is it's for 12-year-olds anyway, so I sort of think it's the right... What? <laughs> trust me. And the, it, it, is, it takes place sort of around the events of Star Wars. So it's not... Like you're sort of familiar with what's yeah. going on, but you're getting a different point of view. Yeah. And... But wait, there's more. There's a sex scene. Oh, flowers in the attic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's some, some hot action. Imagine if, like, Daniel Steele just started writing Star Wars novels. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, Ash Williams can get on the cover. Mm. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks so much for uh, chatting a bit of Star Wars with us today. Thanks for calling me guys. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, is what he tried to say. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you do PR. Yeah. yeah. He's my fixer. He's my Malcolm Tucker. Now, we've got, you know, Forever Star Wars, there's books, there's TV series, there's cartoons, and there's new movie series. What would you most like to see happen in an upcoming uh, Star Wars film race? I, yeah, you were looking at I, I directed there. I was really confused. I, I just, yeah, go for it. Um, can I include this sounds a bit but like I've, I've been enjoying and I know that people didn't love it but I enjoyed Battlefront 2 like the actual story mode um, oh, so did I yeah yeah that I would like because I didn't really get in on all the kind of like you got to buy all this shit and the blah 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 uh, but I that made sense right yeah. Yep. yeah Um, I would like to see a game of like the movies like you just play do you know what I mean like is that a stupid thing to say? I feel like I would really like to just play... The same that you would play, like, Goldeneye back in the day. Yeah. Well, that's sort of like the more traditional version of a video game where it's just like, here's the movie, but you're running But I think it'd be fun because maybe you played, like, a different character in the movie. Like, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I feel like the tone of your voice didn't match the words you said. <laughs> Just like eight octaves, straight up. No, no, because I was actually thinking my favourite Star Wars video game is it's Super Star Wars. So it's Nintendo and it's sort of like a reinterpretation of... Like it sort of follows the story but yeah. but there's a lot more 
lizards jumping out of the ground on Tatooine <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah. it, it is that quite similar thing where each stage you're a different character and you sort of go through. Or what if they did like a Star Wars like op- like a like a sand pit game, like an open world Star Wars, so you can kind of pick. You know what I mean? Like, like you land on Tatooine and there's a whole area that you can go and play and there's lots of like little missions all around that you could do. Well, that is what they people desperately want. And there's rumours that they've, I think they've started hiring people to make one of those. Yeah. But the thing is... it's like Grand Theft you, Auto Tatooine. Yeah, if you make something that good, it's like... Just say goodbye to seeing people ever again. Yeah, which is what I do every morning. <laughs> I mean, every night. That's what I meant to say then. And I'm going to keep talking till you can't edit this. Bye, 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 bye. Chiron. I, th- I think I'd like to see a movie that's not connect that's in the universe but not connected at all to any of the characters that we've seen so far. I'd like to, I'd like them just to go a long time ago, even f- a long, long, long time ago, <laughs> ages ago. Seriously, guys, ages ago in a galaxy far, far away. No, seriously, guys, this was Yonks. No, not kidding. This time. Really long ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, or in the future, whichever way they want to do it, but just completely different. Find out, you know, there's still the Force or there's still sort of the same universe. What about just like a Star Wars, physics. Star Trek crossover? I'm joking. <laughs> Imagine. Time for you to leave, Reese. Okay, um, yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm with you. Uh, I, I would uh, very much. And I think that's what the Ryan Johnson trilogy is going to be. It's going to yeah, be right. like a total different... Oh, cool. Because like, sometimes after a while, like the wedging things in yeah. and the Ponda Barber here and the R2-D2 there, it's like, come on, guys. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a big galaxy. Yeah, you, you, you're treating it like Ramsey Street. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just like um, like a sitcom, yeah. sort of like the Cantina Bar, but like Cheers, a sort of crossover <laughs> between those two, where nobody knows your. <laughs> uh, Reese. Where can the good people of the internet see your show around Australia? You can see me during Melbourne Comedy Festival, if this is out when it's still on. Um, I've got a show, it's called Seminal. Uh, and then reesenicholson.com, you can see me. I'm doing Perth, Sydney, uh, New Zealand. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Come and see my show. It's, it's doing all right. I quite like it. Nice. Yeah. It's always a... Uh, pleasure isn't the right word, is it? No, it's pleasurable. Yeah. It's very jam-packed with opportunities to laugh. Yes. Which is a very dry way of saying it's a pretty good show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think we write in a similar way. You, you, you like a lot of punchlines. I never understand why people would want there to be silence on stage, even though I've really done a lot of that today. <laughs> <laughs> Just seeing how the other half live. But if you have planned to prepare for a show, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want there to be as many laughs in there as, as often as you possibly could have? I don't want to cry in a show. <laughs> <laughs> it makes good sense. Yeah. It makes, when you say it like that, it does sound... Yeah. Work harder, guys. Making people laugh in comedy. Why yeah, didn't I think of give that? Give it a crack. That is good. <laughs> what about you, Cabes? Um, you can... Uh, we've we just started a bunch of podcasts recently, actually. Uh, no, for real. We're I, both having breakdowns. Um, do you know Cameron James and Lexi Tolopoulos? Very funny. Very yes. funny. They've just, they had a show called Blank Slate, which you might have listened to, which is they would review movies. They've just started a new one called Total Reboot, which is about remakes and reboots and, you know, all those sorts of re's. Hopefully you never get to talk about Star Wars. Well, I believe... Well, for the remake, yes. But I, but I think when, Star, when Han Solo... Well, when Solo comes out, I think they're going to do a whole Star Wars week 
and across this little new collection of pods that we've put together, which I think they call a network, uh, we're going to have a whole... It's, it's going to be Star Wars themed that whole week. So there's another one called Babe of the Day, where each day we, list, we talk about just a legend. Not We're wrestling the word Babe back from page three. Okay. So me and my friend Johanna Roberts, who has this encyclopedic mind for like old Hollywood and... Uh, and music and people and just really cool people so like Christopher Plummer one day and then uh, Lando Calrissian we've already recorded that episode where it's just we just talk about how cool Lando is and then you know anyone Jane Russell or just a whole cross section so when Solo comes out we'll be talking about Star Wars that week we got comedians talk over movies where we Watch a shitty movie and talk over it. Talk over it. You can hit play at home at the same time as the movie. We watched Roadhouse recently, which is a, is a real shit movie, Steve. <laughs> I was angry at it and looked at the time and it had been 20 minutes. I was like, oh, this is bad news. Yeah. Um, and we also have a podcast that there's <laughs> a weird cross-pollination between these two. Uh, it's, just, we just do a, uh, it's a podcast all about drag. It's called The Tuck Shop. Um, and I am very happy with the name. It's I, basically this, but about drag and RuPaul. Okay. I didn't get the pun until you said... Because I read it, and I was like, the t- uh, I don't know, I'll, I'll find out. But when you said, with your tone, the tuck shop, I was like... Oh. oh. This isn't about party pies and sausage yeah, rolls. Yeah, I, I thought it was about long life well, way containers. <laughs> But if you Google us, you'll find all of that shit there on the internet. Awesome. Well, you are excellent podcasters and broadcasters, so I'll be looking forward to Han Solo Week across the network. It'll be fun. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for coming down and enjoying the podcast, and give a huge round of applause to Reese Nicholson and Kyron Wheatley. Uh, We've got T's over there. I'll be hanging around. You can grab a sticker. We've got I Love Gringo Letters at 4pm. I am Seal Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And may that force be with you. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed that live episode with Kyron and Reese. I miss those guys terribly all the way over here in LA. So it was was really fun for me to go back and uh, watch that one as I got it ready. Great fun. Now, San Diego Comic-Con is this week. And if you are attending, we are having a very casual meetup of Star Wars media, Star Wars podcasters, YouTubers, and listeners at San Diego Comic-Con. It's Saturday afternoon at about 6 p.m. to probably about 9 at the Marriott Tiki Bar Pool area, which is out the back with the pool. It's a giant, uh, really nice oasis in uh, the hectic hustle and bustle of San Diego Comic Con. So uh, if you're around Saturday night, you don't need a pass to come, but uh, come down and hang out with podcasters and their listeners. It'll be a great place to uh, make some new friends, swap stickers, badges, uh, discuss podcasts, have a drink, all that good stuff. So come down Saturday night if you're at San Diego Comic Con. I'll, uh, As we get closer on Saturday, I'll, I'll sort of tweet out again if you uh, need a reminder. And of course, if you are at San Diego Comic Con and uh, you do see us, come up and say hey. I will have uh, stickers and all that good stuff to uh, hook you up with. Huge shout out to everyone supporting us on a Patreon. It, uh, it it really helps, especially when we're we're getting all 
new camera equipment and all that sort of stuff for the Hyper Chats, which Hyper Chat will return the Tuesday after Comic-Con. I, I didn't want to do it just before because we'll have so much more to talk about next Tuesday. So uh, hang about for that live on uh, on YouTube or Blog Talk Radio. And of course, you'll be able to watch or listen to the archived episode the day after. But yeah, the Patreon, we uh, really appreciate your support on that. And I've got a, a organized a little special sort of offer to get people to sample the bonus content. Uh, for $1 until the end of August, you can get access to our entire main episode archive and for the two months of July and August, get every new bonus episode that we release direct to your podcatcher of choice for just $1. Uh, normally it's $3 for all the bonus content and a dollar for the full episode archives, but I'd love for you to uh, test it out. So for a buck, you can help support podcasts for the month and have a grip of good listening. And uh, all through Comic-Con, we'll be recording uh, our blog pods as normal, but we'll also be doing some blog pods after dark, uh, maybe some late night making Steel Wars. Who knows? But uh, we're all staying in an apartment, so I don't like talking to those guys unless I'm recording it. So <laughs> look forward to that. Also, if you do use iTunes, some people who are enraged with me have taken to writing some uh, slightly fictitious reviews. Imaginative at best. But if you are on iTunes, and if you want to bump all that drivel off my review page, please jump on iTunes and give us a quick five-star review. It does bump us up the rankings, it vouches to other listeners that we're doing good stuff, and it makes little old me feel warm inside. So thanks so much. Cannot wait for San Diego Comic Con. And may that force be with you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. If you're after more Star Wars listening, please check out the Making Star Wars Podcast Network at makingstarwars.net, where you can find such great podcasts as Blue Harvest, First Order Transmissions, Idiots Array, Making Star Wars Now This Is Podcasting, Podcast 2187, Rebel Girl, Rogue One, Tarkin's Top Shelf, The Cargo Hold, and The Sith List. So that's planetbroadcasting.com and makingstarwars.net. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.